Hello out there world and welcome to yet another episode of Wheelbite. Sorry we're a day late this week, but with the holiday in full effect, it took us a minute to get our bearings straight. And also with Baker 4 out there, it's pretty easy to be excited about something like that. And it took me three different viewing sessions to get through the whole thing, but my god. What a video. Reynolds, Cater, Baca, Figgy, Rowan. It's a force to be reckoned with, that video. But that's neither here nor there for this week's topic. This week we dive into skate parks. How there are so many of them popping up. Is it good? Is it bad? Spoiler, it's pretty good for the most part. We're not haters over here. Most of the time at Wheelbite, we like to try and appreciate the things that skateboarding has to offer us. And skate parks being built all over America are no different. So, not going to dwell too deeply on this one for the intro. Episode 6 Skate Parks. Here we go. Welcome to San Francisco. I feel like I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow. I especially like the flip of the board. Welcome back, America. This is Wheelbite. Now, fuck America. Welcome back, everybody. I am host one of two, Ted Theodore Mater, and with me as always, Jay Green here. We are discussing a hot-button social issue plaguing the nation that is skate park takeover and I'm totally kidding when I say it's plaguing the world because I mean I overall do think that more skate parks is kind of a good thing it's plaguing the old heads. Yeah, yeah. Old people are upset about the it. Old, the old skate heads who are waving their fist at the skaters who won't leave the skate park. Yeah, they're causing a ruckus and having premarital intercourse and listening to loud hippity hoppity music. Smoking tweeds. Yeah, they're livid about us, just having a good time. And rightfully so. The world is in shambles. We should not be having a good time. Um, to kick this off, though, we're going to get get a little personal and think back to the first skate park we ever went to. <sighs> you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, I very vividly remember the first skate park I ever went to. I wasn't, I wouldn't even call it I, that I was really skating yet. It was like... A weekend thing and I was going with my mom's boyfriend's kids because his son was kind of into it too mm-hmm. and it was Half Moon Bay Skate Park and it was actually you know maybe not that bad because I sucked so I couldn't really skate or do anything and I have this like I think six or six seven or eight foot mini ramp thing 
and just some like kind of shitty masonite obstacles uh the ground was pretty shitty i think they've redone it since then um and why we went there i really don't know and i went there a few times while kind of fucking around learning and i i've never been back Honestly, and uh, clearly it left an impression on you. For like a an SF kid, SF kid, that's kind of like a weird, like why did I go there? Like why was that my introduction? And uh, you know, kind of in short, it's because there weren't really any. That might have been one of the closest skate parks, actually. You had Hunter's Point, bro. The dish. I, well, I didn't know that existed, <laughs> and it was not even really a skate park. No, it you was know? not. Um, and there was Crocker, but again, like that wasn't much better, you know, uh, for me getting to a skate park was a 30 to 45 minute drive. Yes. Through it, the snow through in a, in a different your little state. brother on your back. It was in a different state. I think there might've been one in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. That was like, that was probably about 20 minutes away. But oh, I don't yeah. know when Fitchburg, Massachusetts. I've heard of that place. <laughs> it's the second hilliest city in North America next to San Francisco. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, that's <laughs> at least that's what they that's what they used to say. Learn something new every day on Wheelbite. Um Yeah, so I don't know if the Fitchburg Park was any good or done by the time I was skating. It might have not even really existed yet. Um, but the first park I ever went to was for a demo, actually. And I saw the Zero Team skate in Nashua, New Hampshire. And it was a park that was on the off-ramp to the highway. Nice. <laughs> like, you come off the highway and it's right there. That's what I remember about it more than anything. It was like... All sorts of pollution for the children. Yeah, it wasn't the, the most uh, clean, stable environment in that sense. And I remember my mom even, like, criticizing it when I was really young. She's like, there's that skateboard park on the side <laughs> of the highway. Oh, man, now, all these years later, your life is dedicated to skateboarding. Yeah, I found I found a home on the side of the highway, Mom. I'm sorry. Um, Mom's come around. <laughs> but to counter that to nowadays, though... The Nashua Skate Park has been completely demolished and rebuilt elsewhere in the town. And, like, now it's, like, next to a fucking baseball field. And it's in this, like, really nice part of town. And it's huge. The park is fucking huge. I don't understand why it needs to be as big as it is. The actual skate park? Yeah. They rebuilt it. And it's, like, enormous. And it's, like, got great flow to it. It's a really nice park. I went there last summer, and I was just, like, shocked that it... Because the one before was kind of like, it was gnarly. <laughs> it was it was not put together well. Is it a certified piece of suck? It was the way like Crocker is. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a pool I remember on one side of it too that was like, you didn't fuck with that thing, unless you were like really serious. <laughs> was it an actual pool? Yeah. It was, I mean, not like a pool like for a swimming. swimming pool? No, oh, okay. it, it was a pool built for the skaters okay, but it was okay. it was fucking enormous it was so big and i remember being absolutely terrified just looking at it like what the 
fuck who skates this thing except my friend dan he loved to skate that thing he could still like slash the coping pretty good for a fucking almost 30 year old man on christmas day um but you know that's the thing about when we were kids skate parks did not seem accessible and if they were accessible most of the time i feel like they sucked I feel like that's one of the things that has aged me the most in skateboarding is like there literally weren't really skate parks around. Yeah, not when at I all. was when I was learning how to skate and I picked up skateboarding, there was that makes me feel hella old. And a lot of places didn't want them. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and you know, that's for another episode, but the whole culture and how communities and cities and towns looked at skateboarding was sideways and backwards. They didn't realize that giving the city or your town a skate park was a huge asset and would actually vastly improve whatever area or space they were trying to put it in, you well, know? So the first time they tried to get a skate park of any kind built where I grew up, it was this huge deal. There were, like, petitions. I remember, like, there being town meetings over this shit where people would go and, like, voice their concerns about how much hell having... It was dubbed as the Extreme Sports Park because... Oh, my God. There was also going to be a uh, a motocross track. Oh, shit. Well, that's tight, I guess. I mean... Kinda. Yeah. The redneck... It, it was, like, these redneck rich people who were putting this all together I, I remember the family very well well good on them they put a skate park in well they wanted to it did not pass and there were editorials written by kids in the paper because the main thing that they cited was going to be that there would be more traffic that was what they were worried about they were worried about more traffic because of all the people coming out to this park which is like I look back at that now and that is the worst excuse Granted, as a kid, I did not want this park built because the kid whose parents were building it was a fucking asshole. So I was thrilled when they said no just to watch that kid be all fucking disappointed. I think ultimately a lot, and this is just an educated guess, when it comes to city planning and skate parks being involved, you're a city council or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, community council has this shit ton of money, and they're like... A million dollars for a skate park, yeah. however much they're like, fuck that, hell yeah, no. Like, especially should, in smaller communities, they don't see it as a priority, which that culture has completely shifted now. Now, well, now for have, the most part, you have fundraisers now, yeah. to get skate parks built. I went to Tony Hawk Foundation has helped out a lot. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, I've gone to events where it's this huge blowout. There's bands there's drinks there's product tosses and there's all this stuff and it's and it's all like oh this is so that we can build like another section of our skate park and like Mm -hmm. and the diy culture has shaped all that as well like look at what they've been doing out on treasure island the last few years well diys are almost popping up as much as like skate parks regular skate parks oh absolutely especially if there is like you go out in all these rural communities Mm -hmm where there's just all these businesses and places that have been abandoned mm-hmm. for so long. And there's, I think that element of like the DIY skate park thing, I think that element is the most important 
thing happening right now because you're breathing life into this thing that like was just sure. a fucking eyesore for so long. Like we had one in San Francisco, the Cow Palace Drive-In Theater. Like it was just a drive-in movie theater that was nothing anymore. It was just mm-hmm. a fucking left to rot and all these people went down there and built all this dope shit and then next thing you knew you had a bunch of people going there all the time to skate because it was something like new and exciting shout out all the DIYers who've put in the work and put on for the skateboard community and given the next skater a place to skate like major props to all you folks out there yeah and you've mentioned the Tony Hawk Foundation, which is, I think, like one of the biggest things because they are dedicated to serving communities that don't have the funding to build something like this. And it's ultimately something that will make their community better, mm-hmm. which is ultimately very funny because, like we said, you do have the old people like shaking their fists, like, get off my lawn. Like, I was actually more referring to the old skaters who hate on the kids who spend the majority of their time at the skate park. Well, I mean, obviously- not necessarily. Well, I guess that too, the antics that go down there, but just like, because how I grew up and our culture grew up was like, you go out and you just roam the street, you find a school, you find a parking lot, you find whatever resources you have. <laughs> but I actually feel more older people do like to go to the park nowadays because it's like, it's by their house. That's, that's it's like, very hypocrite. I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. there's a lot of hypocrisy. But that's the thing. Like, they like to, like, oh, they've just had a long day of work. Like, they want to just stop at yeah. the park, hit a couple ramps, and, like, grind I want to go somewhere ledge. where I know I'm going to have fun yeah. and not get kicked out. So I can understand their frustration if, like, a bunch of kids get in their way, and it's, like, their time after, like, being at work all day to just fucking let loose a little bit. But... I mean, that's just kind of part of what you have to expect. You can't just go there and expect to always have the park to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you want a park to yourself, build a fucking ramp in your backyard. Mm-hmm. If you're an adult being mad about this, there's a good chance you have a stable home somewhere. Yeah, this episode I feel like is a couple-parter where a lot of what I want to talk about is like the modern skate park culture and the role it's playing in skateboard media and the development of, of skateboarding mm-hmm. just to start off to age ourselves again the the generation we come from filming at a skate park <laughs> was like the biggest no-no i mean yes and no or i should say at least for what i grew up in I guess out because I was gonna say like you look at some of those old parts like and I guess it would depend on the part but like look at someone like Alex Chalmers his part in I was sorry you know what I was gonna say there's something in Canadians where they just never gave a fuck yeah because they've like uh, cold Chris Hoslam and Alex Chalmers and uh, Moses at Conan and all these Canadian dudes never ever gave a fuck about what the industry felt and continued to put footage out from skate parks. Shout out to them. That's cool. I thought it was super fucking whack at the, at the time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought it was hella corny and weak, but it's funny because they clearly knew something that we didn't. Look at everything now. Go scroll through Instagram and the first five skate clips you see 
tell me if they're at a skate park or not. Well, I was also going to bring up FDR in Philly, too. Like, I guess technically that's not a park and that's a DIY. No, that's a skate park. I think Burnside, too. I think those parks were filmed in a lot when we were kids. Yeah, no, but that's a good point when it comes to footage and filming, I guess. Like, I would, I'd film at a DIY and put it in a project, but I wouldn't put something in a skate park in a project. You also started to see Alameda in a bunch of, like, videos towards the yeah but see 2000s. there was there was like a weird gray area of like i'm thinking of like a specifically a couple frank gerwer tricks or like in the ftc video but those were like in a shop video where like kind of like the whole video had a montage feel to it mm-hmm. so more or less you know so it's it, just like whatever footage they had it, right them, they know? were kind of throwing together a compilation of like 50 different skaters so it's it's a little different than having tricks in a flip video but you're right about like i mean today you definitely see more park footage in a bigger video 85 90 percent or i'm talking about on social media well on social media definitely but like there's a lot of videos now like they're not afraid to like throw fucking the park footy in there because i mean some of the dudes ripping these parks are like you know you're never gonna see like a rainy barris trick that he does at a park and be like oh that was stupid well that's also (laughs) a good point because transition skaters kind of they kind of rely on that stuff so that's that's they get a pass because you can't street skate as a transition transition skating being so on the rise though you know you have like people like grant taylor who it doesn't even matter you just want to see them like destroy a park because you know any ravens and your grants any footage of grant going to any park is probably going to be the fucking gnarliest thing because he's going to figure out something wild to do yeah i mean you know it's i think it's a it's a double-edged thing I love skate parks and I've always loved them, but I didn't grow up going to, you know, I didn't grow up learning to skate, I should say, at a skate park. No, and now, now the culture has completely shifted. The majority of kids, I think, nowadays learn how to skate at a skate park, which I think is smart and it's, and it's effective and it teaches a different side of skateboarding. I have worked with kids for, for a while and I actually teach skateboarding for money um and i trip on it because now i'll have kids dropping in and learning how to pump and do kick turns and all this stuff before they're even thinking about how to ollie and when i got on a skateboard i was i went up the block to the least crowded intersection and i skated in the intersection for hours on end learning how to ollie in 50 50 so it's completely shifted that part of skateboarding too Mm -hmm. the way kids are learning and how comfortable they feel going to a park right you know uh we we wanted the opposite we wanted to go find a sick cement ledge Mm -hmm. you know um and manual pads and in the streets and things like that and stair sets uh, so first and foremost, that whole culture has shifted, and I, I'm all for it, you know? Well, I think it's good because, like, I want to go back to what I was saying about communities, like the community aspect of it. And I want to tie in what you're saying, too, about a kid going to a skate park 
and like learning really quickly and probably learning how to skate and one of the things that's going to keep that kid coming back is like a sense of they belong to something almost like a sense of culture you know in the 90s it was all about hood rugged plaza spots like love or emb or the brooklyn banks whatever but you can't always replicate that in like a small town or like even the suburbs like the suburbs might have like a plaza or something maybe but I feel like it's tough to congregate in a suburban plaza with like 30 kids that are all ripping and doing whatever debaucherous kid stuff that they're doing but a small town or suburban skate park like you can go there all day and skate and if you're a kid and you find that sense of belonging like you find your friends there yeah and then you have these older people that you actually are gonna like look up to and you're gonna see how like much they've progressed or how talented they are and that's going to push you to want to be that good because like how are you going to hang at the park with all these people who are ripping harder than you and like you're not going to try and push yourself to be in the mix with everyone like it's it's a no-brainer that's how you're going to progress yeah but i think that's like super good for a community to have that because they've only in so many places in america been so many options like you know most places in america don't have like a teen center or like an art center or anything for kids to go like do any sort of extracurricular thing that isn't beyond their school obviously there's always going to be like football and basketball and baseball in every middle of nowhere ass place in this country but the more skate parks that pop up it offers people a different option of a path that they might want to pursue Mm-hmm. in that extracurricular activity it's, it's definitely softened skateboarding and i don't say that in a negative way right of course it's made it just more accessible for people who mm-hmm. might not have ever like i mean for me growing up skateboarding was like we skated our driveway that was it. yeah yeah skated in the driveway some of our friends like built boxes or had like a little plastic jump ramp that was it and now that skateboarding has gone through a decent amount of history meaning it's been around for a while and there's a huge uh, market for parents skating with their kids and yeah. and skate parks are like I think that's super rad yeah dad and their kids or mom I mean even mom like I've gone to the parks and seen some moms like pushing around before too it's like what a great way to like spend time with the family like the kids are and it's hyped. Just, it's again, it's like it's uh, it's easier and it's more digestible and it's it's taken a bit of this like edge away from skateboarding. I feel like, you know, the the age old argument of like what we grew up in, what I grew up in of like getting kicked out of spots and getting a lot of hate from my own city and its and its citizens of like get out of here well you know we don't have a place to skate why don't you go to a skate park you know waving the fist and it's like we don't have any we never had any and now the skateboard community kind of has no answer for that Mm -hmm. actually because they're popping up everywhere in the last 10 years i would say it's become like a real thing now to the point where like even in san francisco which still i believe is not as progressive as it should be we have a handful of semi-decent skate parks now and i'd say we have like we have a few that are 
always getting some serious play in the grand scheme of the culture. Oh, yeah. Like, we have Soma and Petrero and Waller. Mm -hmm. Like, the three of those are constantly seen in videos all around the world. And Soma, especially having the, like, massive internet following that it does, you know, people from all over the world they come here that's one of the first places they want to go check out Mm -hmm. because they've seen it on instagram there's a few factors in that which is like it 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 instantly became a hub so there's the factor of like the san francisco skateboard scene with the youngsters right now is on fucking fire Mm -hmm. and i guess not even like some of the older dudes too but that and soma has become the hub of that yeah also the park was well built it's a sick park you know it's got a little bit of everything it's got something for everyone i will say Um, though something about under the freeway skate park culture yeah he does totally uh, does produce like because you look at burnside and fdr as well the cultures that both those places have harbored all these years too and like that's why i feel soma has the ability to grow and become something like that in the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of things but like there's definitely like certain parks across the world that have like i don't want to say deep rooted but like a real skater like scene there i would throw les in that mix too yep like totally stoner is stoner a couple in la la really stepped up like how people our country looked at plazas and little spaces like you don't need a shit ton of space for a little plaza and that's the thing like um there's this one park in la i've been to a couple times and it was like built by the barracks Uh uh-huh and it's like it's tiny dude it's just this like little fucking plot like no bigger than my apartment probably do you remember when rob deerdeck started doing the dc plazas yeah. The first one was in Ohio, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's on an episode of Robin Big. It's yeah. like he goes to, like, cut the red tape. <laughs> I think he actually, say what you want about the guy, he ushered in a big part of that, like, dealing with California skate parks. And they're amazing. They, they're they so fucking good at what they do. Yeah. Um, and but, that's the thing him and Tony Hawk do best, man. They spread skate parks around the country i kind of want to backtrack a little bit though and go a little deeper into just the culture of then versus now again i grew up as a street skater and i don't see anything wrong with like a quote-unquote training facility Mm -hmm. which i think it's a hangout spot and a place to like really know what to expect and sharpen your skills Mm -hmm. And you're seeing skateboarding progress so fucking fast nowadays. Um, I can't help but wonder, like, that has a huge... Because, of course, skateboarding has always progressed, and it was progressing. It's always progressed fast, but I feel like, again, in the last, like, 10, 8 years, I feel like it's fucking skyrocketed. And I definitely attribute a lot of that to this new comfortable skate park culture Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah i definitely think that that has contributed to it because now you have access to like obstacles that you might not have always had access to to practice on like i said before you know we used to just be in our driveway so like all we would do for the most part is flat ground shit 
except when someone had a box or a rail. But now, like, these parks offer, like, all sorts of terrain. You got fucking pyramids or ledges or rails or fucking even if it's not even a bowl or anything, it's just a quarter pipe. You have access to all these things and you can find the one thing in that park that really speaks to your style of skating. Well, there's something to be said about having a home base, whether it be a skate park or not, and look at the progression rate. So, like, uh, the EMB dudes, mm-hmm. home base, you could more or less call that a fucking... The only thing not it didn't a have park, was tranny. But, right, but they had, that was their home base, you know, and compare that to the, the Soma kids. And then Love Park, you know, they had this, like, insane plaza that... that skate parks are replicating nowadays pier seven people are replicating this so there's something to be said about having a a training facility or a home base um, that skateboarders have always favorited and now it's just completely shifted from these plazas and and street spots Mm -hmm. and to skate parks and you're i mean that's absolutely correct there's no there's no uh I'd say the stigma is, has left, you know. I still I still hear old heads on Instagram and social media complaining about all the all the footage um, all the footage I see is coming from the skate park. Y'all youngsters need to leave the skate park, blah blah blah. And I get it, you know. I get it. We grew up with a different idea of what the skateboarding aesthetic should be, mm-hmm. you know? Like you can hear your wheels hit cracks and the sound of your trucks grinding on cement or, you know, like uh, rolling through bricks or a shot with big buildings in the background or the water. You know what it may be as as a filmer photographer. Like, well, and that's so that's actually something I learned in Spain. Um, I went to this one park and I'm in the middle Spain they're like there's no way I'm not gonna shoot things while I'm there because I'm in fucking Spain so I like look around and I notice that like the whole panoramic view around this park is like breathtaking and there's this dude doing like kickflip shifties like that are super high off this ramp and I snapped a photo of one and that's like the moment where I realized like okay like yeah skate parks can be dull to shoot in but you gotta just find a way to take, like, make it work for you. I still think actually that Soma is like super boring to shoot in because the lighting sucks and like the only thing really doing it for you is the graffiti. But, the lighting sucks and it's just so oversaturated too. Yeah. So like all you see coming out of Frisco is hill bombing and Soma footage. Yeah, but then you go and like. There's, like, parks in, like, Colorado or, like, that are just in, like, these beautiful mountain towns or something. Mm -hmm. And you have, like, this cool-ass view behind, like, this little shitty quarter pipe. And you can be like, okay, well, this looks sick. Just do a fucking stall and we'll get something rad. And, like, that's when I'm all for, like, shooting in a park. Like, when you can make the environment around you work to your advantage and make it look really cool. But, I mean some parks don't look very cool but still lend themselves to good footage like as we were talking about all transition parts beforehand too i was thinking of like drahobel and free your mind that's a good point hella berkeley footage so much berkeley park footage and like i don't think berkeley park like looks that sick it doesn't at all (laughs) i mean there's but he made that park 
work for like the shit he was doing in that part is like oh my god you're yeah Berkeley well, like that the viewer quickly forgot you know with what he was being done there with the style but I think the fact too that like skate park construction has come a long way like yeah. you know and you're right about like you don't need a lot of space like to, so this is the other personal story I wanted to tell on this podcast is that when we finally did get a skate park where I'm from it's like one town over from me it was in front of the school my dad taught at you know it and what's funny is there's actually a pretty legit street spot at the school right behind the skate park. I don't see anyone skating that school anymore, by the way, which is silly because there's some really good mani pads right there. But my skate park got built when I was 19. I had already left town. I actually lived in a town at this point that had a skate park that was a piece of shit. It was just like a bunch of metal ramps dropped in a fucking parking lot. And I would go home from school at like all the time and I would just go skate the park all day. And like that's where I got to see that culture grow. Like all my friends who had grown up skating and never had a park were all coming out the woodwork mm-hmm. to skate. Like they're like, shit, we have a park in our town now. Why wouldn't I come here and skate? So it, like, refueled a lot of those people's fire, which was sick to see because, like, I mean, I had my homies who I skated with when I was a little kid, but I I also had my friends who I met, like, later in high school, and some of them used to skate, but for the most part, we just drank beers every weekend and smoked a bunch of weed. But now all of that's merging at this one place because there's a park. Like, everyone is, like, coming to the skate park to hang out and, like, do their thing. And you'd skate it all day. You'd go get pizza around the corner, and then you'd come back and skate till they turned off the lights. And we were, like, older at this point, you know? Which is, uh, that's, you know, that's a beautiful story and all, but (laughs) that's a good segue to the fuckery that is brought on by skate parks um, being built. It, It is seen as, like, a public, it's a public space most of the time. And, you know, a lot of a lot of places like Petrero oh, yeah. uh, invite a lot of fuckery. There's fights, stabbings, like, dr- drunk people, people on drugs, barbecues, parties. Like, it's a lot of skate parks invite a lot of bullshit. Well, I, that was what I was going to continue saying was that I can remember, like, we would always leave the park to go commit our fuckery because we were like you know 19 and 20 at that point and didn't want to like attract unwarranted attention to what we were doing but we'd see like the kids who were in like eighth or ninth grade who didn't quite have cars yet like they'd come and they'd push around the park and do a couple tricks but then like their friend with the weed would show up or like a couple girls that they were trying to impress would show up and they'd all like dip into the woods and come back like 45 minutes later and they'd all be fucked up because they were just like using the skate park as a means to be able to go off and cause mischief which we're all guilty of Mm -hmm. but this was like i was the older guy looking at the kid like five or six years younger than me like fuck however i'll say this about the park now when i've i've gone back there a couple times in the last few years and there's a lot less fuckery there now probably because the school is so close kids probably got caught a lot But what's funny about the park now is when I go, there's probably only a few skaters there because, you know, 
most of the skaters who it catered to when it first opened have all moved on and gone elsewhere. But there's, like, still, you know, the, like, three or four kids who hang out there every day, and all they do is skate the park. And, like, going back to what you were saying about how, you know, they you can use it as a training facility to really adhere to your style, you can see how these kids have mastered every inch of this park. Like, they know how to do everything, like, so perfectly to, like, make it work to their advantage. Yeah, and it's not a big park either. Dude, it's just a pyramid Do they know how to bomb a, a hill, pipe. though? And that's, well, that's what we get you into. You know what I mean? Because that's no. like, <laughs> no, right. Because that's, you know, that's the way we learned is, like, you need to learn how to dodge a big-ass crack or ollie up a curb or power slide down a hill. Yeah, and that's, they can do great frontside big spin disasters in right, the quarter bowl sure. that we have. I'm sure they can. But, yeah, um, I was like, okay now go do this other really hard thing to go back to the uh the fuckery that the parks invite Mm -hmm. it's kind of a funny problem because you think so many skate parks have been built and popped up because skaters are so radical and they're causing fuckery and mayhem and destroying property all over town so they need a skate park to skate and not ruin property but then the skate parks get built and like all this fuckery ensues like if you've ever been to a place like soma or potrero or i can imagine a place like fdr and and burnside like you know what kind of things go on at these places sometimes i can't believe the things that go on at these places because like you'll see like at soma You'll see someone taking a shit in the corner of the park, a fucking 15-year-old kid rolling, like, a three-gram blunt, Mm -hmm. and then a dad showing his kid how to properly roll down the ramp. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) You'll see all of that in one panoramic shot. I think it's just, it's kind of funny how skaters actually shoot themselves in the foot. And a lot of times, you know, it's not fair to blame the skaters because uh, it's the riffraff are actually starting this stuff and doing all this stuff but it's kind of funny to me that we take that and then just kind of blow it at the skate park i remember there was like kind of a thing when soma first opened right like there was like it was like an issue people were like hopping the fence early and like weren't you one of those people hopping maybe maybe (laughs) um and it got tagged up hella fucking quick and the city was just like are you kidding me like are you You serious like like you're fucking this place up already like there's people skaters pissing all over the place but the flip side of that, like, look at something like Playland, which was designed solely for the idea that it would, like, harbor families and, like, these kids. And, I mean, yeah, you get your fair amount of fuckery there, too, but I feel most Not of the time... Not even close, though. Yeah, I, I feel most of the time I'm there, it's, like, families taking their kids to skate. Sometimes mom and dad will push around. Uh, I want to go back to a little bit of this hypocrisy that I see... And I even partake in with with the older crowd and now with, like, the social media dominance of, of skate park uh, footage because, you know, I just want to point out, like, my favorite skate, pot, skate spot, which is across from 3rd and Army. You've seen it in all your favorite videos. It's coping ledges. There's three coping ledges. And, 
you could more or less call that a skate park but it's kind of like a weird gray area because it looks like a street spot still so we film at it all the time well that's another thing going back to what we were saying about like how can you make the park work for you like visually mm-hmm. as a like filmer and photographer the thing about that spot is as a filmer yeah you can totally make that spot work for you it looks cool on video it like offers itself to so many like cool lines it's also not like popping off there's not a bunch of kids in helmets and yeah, shit pushing scooters. around yeah. or scooters for that matter um and you know i actually saw some great examples of that shit in phoenix arizona there's just all these like little corner again not a lot of space needed just like these little corner plazas where this like ledge can be built and like maybe it's like a ledge like a little kicker ramp and like a tiny quarter pipe in the corner but it's just like these little plaza spots that are made not to look like a skate park they're made to look like a little plaza and that's the thing it sometimes offers itself to like people trying to like eat lunch or something weird like that well i think again like with the hypocrisy stuff of the the older crowd i think that it actually is all these skate parks popping up are actually lending themselves more to us older folks like i encourage the kids like yeah it's cool to go to a skate park and learn stuff but like go it you the idea used to be let's warm up at the skate park right and now now it's like we just veg out at the skate park all day every day however like you know i'm guilty with i'm guilty of it like I want to wake up on a Wednesday and go to the skate park before noon when there's no one there and I have the park with like one or two other people who are like my age you know what I mean I'm guilty of it too of like relying on that but I just see a lot of like hate coming from you know specific you know age demographic our generation a little older of like it's not so different you know to have a home base and and again especially for the older crowd look at someone like brian wenning who had this like resurgence on instagram of like he was skating his like hometown park in like somewhere in new jersey right he was putting out all this footage and people went nuts people were like going crazy a guy like that or a guy like me who's even older for skateboarding may not be motivated to go out and skate if it weren't for some of these super sweet convenient parts they don't want to go find a spot and argue with a security guard they just want to go somewhere they know they can do it and not have any real worries or hassle so while i'm one of these people who's like yo you kids need to really go like get kicked out of a spot or two to learn the culture and go take that shit to the street i am kind of a hypocrite because i am i fall back on these things as an older skater but i think that's the thing as skaters get older and older and older one of the big things that you're going to start to see is more skate parks that are accessible to working class families because the appeal of skateboarding has always been you just need a skateboard and you can go you can do whatever you want you can take to the streets you can just push around your neighborhood you can do all sorts of shit but all you need is the board and now with all these parks popping up you have a place you'll always have a place to go skate that beats out your driveway any day of the damn week some people argue that 
it's even dumbed it down though you know like it's watered it's watered the content down it's sugar-coated what skateboarding was and its roots but i think that as long as parks lend people to kind of hone in on their style and find themselves then it will forever keep it not necessarily like super cookie cutter i mean the thing is is every park is different they might be modeled after street spots but every park is different and it's gonna forever help people to hone in on their skills and as a result of that like we'll keep getting unique styles of skating even if it is just a park it'll still help people find their own way or style of skating and the ones who really stand out will fucking stand out i think it's like anything in skateboarding modern skateboarding now it's just something that's like drastically changed same as like social media and all this and all this fuckery and it's here to stay and it's just another one of those things that we're just gonna have to get used to and accept definitely